Hello, hello, beautiful people. Yes, we are back. I know we missed last week, but we are back. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K-Walk and Jay? Well, as well, as well. Looking forward to getting back to, back to the grind, if you will. Yeah, everything's good. NFL draft, NBA playoffs, so a lot of good stuff to get into tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. I know they are actually getting ready to announce uh, the NBA MVP on TNT, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't know how exactly how long, so we will start the show. <laughs> this is probably going to be within seconds, but as soon as they announce it. They're um, announcing it right now. Shaq, oh, they are announcing uh, it right Shaq now. and Charles, yeah. yeah. All right, let's see. Let's see, guys. I don't know. Should we just pause for a second to see and then we go right into that or should we want to start yeah. up? Yeah, looks, like, looks like they're announcing it right now. Okay, well, Giannis. Stop Giannis. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. All right, guys. There it is. The 2023 NBA MVP is my guy. Finally, after like 18,000 kajillion years. I feel like he got the sad vote at this point. Um, is Sixers, Philadelphia Sixers center, Joel Embiid. Whew, man, finally. What are your thoughts on this one, Jay? I'm going to start with you first. Yeah, it's it. he's deserving. Uh, you know, he probably could have won it, you know, the last couple of years. Obviously, that, that went to the Joker, but definitely deserves it. Um, it's overdue. Had an outstanding season. He's really a dominant big, you know, he's really, when, when Embiid is on his game, he's, he's really unstoppable. So congrats to him. Well-deserved. Great. Just absolutely a great year for Joel Embiid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, it's it's probably two years past due, to be yeah. quite honest with you. Um, but I think out of the, the last three years, this will probably be the best year to give it to him because he was so dominant. Um, this is the year he didn't – he said he didn't care about it, but we all know all players care about it, right? Um, but he played to the level of, you know what, I'm going to just go out there and I'm going to just do my thing and destroy people when I need to destroy them, dominate them when I need to dominate it, and that's exactly what he did. So kudos to him, well, well-deserved and long overdue. K-Walk, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just pretty much uh, whatever, what you guys just said. Um, you know, overdue, I mean, I thought he should have won it last year personally. I thought he was going to – he was going to lock that down, but it was surprising. Joker, you know, maybe two years ago, Joker deserved it. Um, it was a dead heat um, last year, but I really thought he deserved it last year. And I hope this is not one of those, you know, uh, we're tired of giving it to the Joker. Let's give it to Joel Embiid type deal. But um, regardless of the fact that, he, you know, he deserved it. He went out there. He put up the numbers. Uh, his team is in the, in the, in the playoffs. And um, he's he's great on both ends of the court. Uh, we know that because we see defense is, is not being played in this day and age as dominant as uh, as uh, Joel Embiid has been on, on both ends of the court. So definitely well-deserved. Yeah, that's a good now, point. Well. Let me ask you guys a, a quick question. Do you think he didn't win it the last couple of years because he is not necessarily, necessarily the most liked player when it comes to the media? You know, Joel does not hold back his tongue. He will tweet what he wants to tweet. He'll say what he wants to say. He's not rude or disrespectful, but he does not hold back his tongue. And Jokic is more of the quiet, just goes by to his business, doesn't really talk to the media as much. Um, I know Embiid has situations with Ben Simmons. Do you guys think any of that could have played into um, him not being voted MVP the last two years? 
whoever wants to go first. Try go ahead, Walt. Yeah, I mean, you you could say that. I mean, we, I don't know why he didn't win it last year, meaning Joel. So that that could be a, a factor, and I never thought about it, you know, in in, in that fashion. Uh, but um, I mean, there's so many different ways. I don't really don't know what the criteria is to win the MVP. I don't I don't know if it's supposed <laughs> to be the best player. It's supposed to be the person with the best numbers, who's most valuable to the league or to your team. Don't really know the criteria, but um, you, if you look at it that way, I mean, you very could factor that in because Joel Embiid is one, like you mentioned, where it is not one to bite his tongue for anybody, and there's nothing wrong with that because there's a lot of you know superstars who who are known to do that. So that very well could play uh, could have played a part in it. Uh, I can't say for sure, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that played a part. Yeah, like like Kay Walk said, number one, we we don't necessarily understand what they're really looking for in an MVP, and I, I kind of feel like the voters might not even understand right. what they're looking for <laughs> in the MVP. And right. you're right, Britt. I, I think that's a fair question. I think it could play a part mm-hmm. because I mean we're all human beings, and whether we like it or not, our biases might come in when we're voting it might just be a guy that we happen to like or a team that we happen to root for or for whatever reason some of those little biases will sneak into the voters. Yeah. so uh, you know I'm, I'm not saying that is the reason but i'm saying it certainly could play a part it's just it's crazy to me how times change because i just feel like back in the day and maybe i'm wrong i wasn't alive for so so long to really talk about all of basketball but um if you didn't think michael jordan didn't he definitely was not one to hold back his tongue. Shaq was definitely not one to hold back his tongue. Well, he did lose to Steve Nash. He probably should have won it that second year as well. Kobe was not one to hold, you know, bite his tongue. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes these voters get a little sensitive. Is that just me? <laughs> like if they take yeah, a personal could, attack, could. and it's just like, why do you feel this way? It's about the game. How are they playing on the court? The domination factor. Um, but. No complaints anymore. He is officially, uh, uh, finally, part of everybody else who have finally got the honor of winning MVP. So he now has officially joined that crew. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Joel and B. But he is hurt, but the work is still not done just yet. I'm pretty sure he wants more than just the MVP trophy. But that is also a huge honor and one step closer to potentially get into the Hall of Fame if he keeps playing well. All right, guys, now we're going to go back to what we're supposed to start with, <laughs> uh, which was the NFL draft. What a weekend. For those who don't know, the NFL draft went from April 27th to April 29th. And, yes, my birthday was that Friday. It felt <laughs> such a good birthday. You guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but over the course of the three days, we have seen so many trades and so many surprises. Um But now that the 2023 draft weekend is officially over, we now know where these players are at, are located, who they will be playing for this coming season. Who are your draft, uh, I guess, draft weekend winners? We're going to start with the winners before we go to the losers. So just your winners right now. Okay, welcome. I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, you know, I'm, we kind of had a show last night when we talked about this, and, and I'm gonna stay away from the obvious. Everybody's gonna talk about the same team, so I'm gonna stay away from, you know, from from that particular team. But I kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna stay consistent. I kind of like what the what the Colts did overall. They had 12 picks. Obviously, they got Anthony Richardson with their with their with the fourth overall pick, and they filled a lot of needs um, for sure. Not big name guys, you know. Because obviously, you're not going to get those big name guys, uh, you know, in the latter part of the draft. But they feel they had some quality guys 
they and they, they they filled every position that they uh they needed to to have filled and um and again the big the big one was 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 Anthony Anthony Richardson so mm-hmm. I do like what the uh, what the Colts did overall I felt like they were I'm not saying they were the biggest winner but they were a winner in my book nonetheless. Uh, Jay. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go to the obvious. <laughs> um, I got to I got to go to the Eagles because I I feel like already having a really good football team, right? Making it to the Super Bowl and then to be able to improve an already really good roster through the draft. I just think that deserves a lot of credit. So, to be able to get Jalen Carter, who a lot of people have as the best player on mm-hmm. on the board, period. Now, I know there's some baggage that, that comes along with that, uh, but I feel like the Eagles have this the structure, the organization, the leadership to kind of you know protect him, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. I just think there's enough good leaders in that locker room that will be able to get the best out of Jalen Carter, and then to be able to get Nolan Smith, who yeah. I think is under yeah. – I mean, to get him at 30, the, the mm-hmm. speed, the ability to rush the passer, as well as the drop and pass coverage, I, I thought that was phenomenal. And then to work the trade to bring DeAndre Swift on board to kind of fill the gap after losing Miles Sanders. I mean, mm-hmm. it just felt like the Eagles were hitting every single button. So – I feel like they were a big winner. I feel like they improved their uh, roster. And then I'd also, again, another obvious one, the Texans. I feel like getting C.J. Stroud, who Mm -hmm. I really like. I think he's going to be fantastic. But then also being able to add Will Anderson as well. I thought those were two great picks at two and three. So I know, know these are the ones that a lot of people are talking about. But for me, I did like what the Eagles and the Texans did. Yeah, absolutely. I love those two. Um, of course, you know, I love the, the Eagles. I said I had a great birthday for a reason. Um, but it's got to make sure it pans out. If it doesn't pan out, then, you know, it's a good draft day, but eh, things happen. Um, but I had the Eagles as one of my winners as well. I still don't understand. I get his character issues. And to what Jay alluded to, maybe the other teams, like, they didn't have enough good leadership and enough mm-hmm. of a good team within their locker room or culture within their locker room. Not saying it's not good. It could just be young. A lot of the teams that went uh, prior to the Eagles, they have a young locker room um, to really manage Carter's, you know, character issues and say, hey, we're not doing this. You know, like Jay said, they have Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They're going to knock that out the way. Like, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Because Howie Roseman, if there's a problem, those leaders will go to Howie Roseman and get them out there. Believe it or not, that's what happened to Carson Wentz. Nobody knows this, but that's exactly what happened in Carson Wentz. Um, and that DeAndre Swift trade, I mean, the rich keeps getting richer some way, somehow. Um, but, like you said, Eagles, Texans, obvious ones. I'm going to go with quarterback Lamar Jackson, guys. I think he's a winner. I mean, they got Odell Beckham Jr. They went and got Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is an underrated receiver. He has speed. He's a decent route runner. Um, to pair him up with Odell, Bateman, Mark Andrews, I can't remember the running back's name right now. He finally has some daggone playmakers on that team to make some noise. They're, they're young. You know, Zay Flowers is young. But most teams will be more concerned with a Odell Beckham right now until they get familiar with a Zay Flowers. So this may give Zay Flowers a lot of opportunity to really do some damage early on in this league. He's still going to have to learn, but there's a lot. <laughs> a lot of potential there. Um, my nut, my second one, 
I'm going with the Seahawks. I love what the Seattle Seahawks did. Um, they went and got Devin Witherspoon to pair up with Tariq Woodland, that young uh, quarterback, corners, corner, corners back. Let me, let me make sure. DB, we're just going to say DB. Core um, is great. And then they got the wide receiver, Jackson. I'm going to just say Jackson Smith. I can't say the other name. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, to, to go in the slot between Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I mean, these young teams are rising pretty fast, and I wouldn't be surprised. Give them a couple years. These going to be some different difference makers on um, on these teams. You're losing. Britt, Brit, do you feel like um, do you feel like now the Ravens have enough weapons? Where because like, I know all before we've all talked about you know just give Lamar some weapons and let, let's see what he can do. Like is that conversation over now with the pieces they've added? Is it now time to say okay? You you've got the weapons. Let's let's see what happens. Or does he still need more? I mean, let's be honest. You can you always want more, right? I think he has more weapons than what he had before. I think this is enough weapons to at least be in the playoffs, right? Because they already have a good young defense, in my opinion. Um, they just they uh, just uh, extended Roquan's. Wait, Roquan Smith, is that his name? The linebacker? I think mm -hmm. that's his last name, right? Mm -hmm. um, then they went and drafted, I can't think of the guy, but um, in the second round, they drafted this big-time linebacker who actually, I feel, dropped. I think he has a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. They still have Patrick Queen. They may or may not trade him. They have a nice secondary over there. The main thing was trying to get some playmakers to help Lamar Jackson. I think this is a good start, at least to get put them in playoff contention. Now, we'll put them over the top, probably not. Who knows? Maybe they go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. Now we're talking about something completely different. Now he has no excuses. I think his excuses are still declining just a little bit because um, clearly they are trying to help him now. So, But this is a good start. It's a good start. Any thoughts on K-Rock? Okay, you got thoughts on that? I know that's your guy. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a start uh, for sure. I mean, bringing in, in uh, Odell uh, for sure, bringing the veteran receiver, and then following it up with Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers to me was, you know, was was my guy coming out of, you know, as far as the receivers go. I had my eye on him, you know, coming out of Boston College. And I think you pair him up with Odell and, you know, the, under the tutelage of Odell. Odell's growing up. He's matured. He understands now that, you know, he's been out of the game for a year and he's not that that, that New York giant uh, Odell anymore. He's, he's got a year under I – mean, he's got a year off. And so that knee is going to be a lot better. He's matured, so he now he knows he's looked at um, as to be that that guy, and he still can he can still do it at the age of thirty one. Lamar's Lamar's is fired up. He's he feels like he's going to have to need to he's going to need to earn this contract. And again, Zay Flowers beats, and then you got the you know you got Dobbins at the running back. You got uh, Mark Dobbins, Andrews. Yep. Um, you know you you got the he's got it's a start. It's a start, and it's a, like you mentioned, Britt. It's a playoff roster for sure. Playoff weapons for sure. Now, can he get another guy over the top and put him over the top? Yeah, I, I think they'll see that. I think Ozzie Newsom will see that, but it, it's definitely a start for uh, for sure. Right. All right, guys. So before we head into our first break, we're going to talk about our losers. What are your draft weekend losers? Damn, I'm to you first. Yeah, man, I hate to do it being here in Georgia, but I, I got to call out the Falcons. Uh, I, I just don't know that, you know, a team that has a lot of areas where they need to improve. Look, I get it. B. Sean Robinson, I think he's going to be a really good back. I just don't know that I would have taken him that high. 
um, you know, in the draft, I'm always looking at value and I feel like, man, there may have been some other picks on the board that you could have got more value from. And again, not to say that Robinson won't be a good player. I think he's going to be a really great player, but you know, I just felt like that was a little high. And then after Robinson, like, I don't know that they really made any picks that really got you interested, got the fan base excited, no real splash picks. So I I thought the Falcons were a disappointment. And then I think an obvious one may be the commanders in Washington. Uh, They draft Emmanuel Forbes in the first round. I mean, this is a guy that no one had on their uh, first round list. I didn't even really know who he was in my notes. I just wrote, why, like, why would you do this? So so I think the commanders are disappointed and, you know, knowing that they needed to address uh, their quarterback situation, a lot of quarterbacks available in the draft and they don't address it at all. So the commanders definitely were a head scratcher as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I like Emmanuel Forbes, but I thought he was more of a late first, second round, probably more second round pick. So like you spoke yeah. to earlier, the value, I don't know <laughs> if the value was there, but it's a wait to see. Um, for me, I have two losers. Uh, my first one is Tennessee Titans quarterback Malik Willis. I guess this clearly means they do not believe yeah, in him whatsoever <laughs> because they went up and traded uh, quarterback Will Levis early in the second round. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And I still feel like he, in a right system, he might have some potential. But again, maybe this is another Geno Smith type of situation. He'll move around until he finds a system that's tailored to him where he can really succeed and show his stuff. And then my second one is, although I did like their first pick, the New, England, the New England Patriots, um, I like the Gonzalez pick, but the the scrap, the head scratcher for me is when they drafted two special team guys, a kicker in the fourth round and a punter in the sixth <laughs> round. I mean, these are, for the most part, I can understand one. If you want to go for one, fine. But they did two, two. For the most part, you could go get them guys an undrafted free agency. Um, they're usually just sitting there waiting for somebody. I feel like there's more needs than those guys. They need playmakers. They need playmakers to really help Mac Jones. And I, it was just a big head scratcher to me. Maybe that's just me. But K, what are you? Who are your losers? Yeah, you know, just to talk a little bit about the commander situation. Yeah, I have to agree with there. They were a close second there, Jay. You know, you know, going back to back with the uh, with the two corners, Forbes, and then they drafted another uh, corner right after that. I think the third round they drafted one. But what I was, um, my head scratcher was the fact of the matter they didn't go get an edge guy. They got one edge guy. I think it was like the sixth round, seventh round. Yeah, and not to go get an edge rusher and not and then cut right after you just announced that you're not picking up Chase uh, Chase Young's contract, yeah. a fifth year option, and you don't have any replacement for him. That's a head scratcher right there. As far as the quarterback situation goes, maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe they'll be giving Tennessee a call and say, "Listen, the league Willis, you know, yeah. you know, what do you want for him?" That type deal. But um, yeah, overall, um, uh, but my my overall uh, loser is the. The Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys went out there. They drafted Mozzie Smith for the uh, first round, and I thought you could have got him late, later in the second round, perhaps maybe even the third round, you know, but um, definitely later. Um, I think they got, what, uh, Shoemaker, the uh, the tight end. Um, they could have got probably got him a little later too, but they didn't address any of their needs, especially the D-line. You know, I know they got some edge guys, but they didn't get anyone to really stop the run, and that's what hurt them last year is the, the, the inability to stop the run, and they didn't fill any of those gaps. And then, you know, 
know, it was a nice gesture, a nice moment when, um, you know, they they were able to uh, to get uh, uh, Deuce uh, Deuce Vaughn. His father was able to draft him. He was able to, you know, make that call. Um, that was cute. I like that. But other, <laughs> but other than that, man, they didn't really, they really, you know, they, it was just it was just Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones, being that arrogant guy. I feel like you know he's the GM of all greatest GM of all time. He doesn't feel like he needs to wheel and deal or anything like that. And um, ultimately, I think it, it'll it'll come back and bite him in the end. Yeah, uh, look, I, I'm, I I agree with with the Mozzie Smith. And, I mean, he's strong. They say he's strong. They say he'll help stop the run. But I agree with you, people. That early in the first round, yeah, nah, a lot of people said late second, third round, so the value just wasn't there. Um, and then they could have went and got Michael uh, Meyer, Mayer, I think it's his name, the other tight end. Mm-hmm. They went and got Luke. Uh, I forgot how to say his name. Shoemaker. You know, you guys, yeah, Shoemaker. Yeah, you guys know I'm not the best with names. <laughs> I got to get better <laughs> in that category. Um, but, yeah, and they allowed – actually, this was actually one of my other winners – Josh Allen, they allowed the Bills to go up and get Dalton Kincaid, um, yeah. the top tight end, which I would, if he would have got to the Cowboys, man, that would have yeah. been scary. That would have been scary. So, but it's going to be in- interesting. This this is definitely going to be interesting. All right, guys, we're going to head into our first break. When we come back, I want to do a buy-sell segment with the NFL Draft Ease, Draft Ease Edition. So all the players who were drafted, we're going to see how their season goes, three topics, See who buys, who sells. All right, guys, but you guys are listening to actually before we go, because I didn't do this earlier, so we want to do it right now, right? Um, just please subscribe to us on YouTube at the Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter, the Side Sideline Speaks, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, the Sideline Speaks. So please subscribe, share, like, comment. We greatly appreciate your support. But you guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had a So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys. So before prior to the break, I said we're going to get into belt buy sell. I'm going to say belt. I'm thinking of running backs. Uh, buy, buy sell segment. All right. So what I'm going to do is read statements, uh, basically stating whether you buy or you sell these uh, uh, season predictions for each drafting. First one, the Falcons newly drafted running back, B. John Robinson will win rookie offensive player of the year over quarterback Bryce Young or quarterback C.J. Stroud. Do you buy it or do you sell it? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first on this one. I'm going to sell it. I just don't think uh... – the Falcons have to, you know, kind of, you know, 
to touch on what Jay was talking about and their draft picks and their overall draft. I don't think the, the Falcons uh, fulfilled needs, and I, I don't think it's going to be. I just going to be think it's going to be too much of a workload for Robinson. Uh, to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to get it done. I think a lot of people are going to be – I just don't think they're they're good enough to, to block for him. I don't think they have the weapon. I don't even know who their quarterback is. I, I think it might be Redmond or Redder. Um, I'm not yeah, even sure who their quarterback yeah. is going to be. So uh, with that being said, yeah, I'm going to sell that for sure. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm with you, K-Walk. I'm selling that as well. And, you know, plus two, like if the quarterbacks play decent, I think that they're going to tend to want to give them the award anyway. So he's right. fighting against that as well. Yeah, so, yeah. But to your point, K-Walk, I just don't think they have the players around him. Like yeah. even if he is really good, you got to have people blocking for you. You got to have some receivers on the outside to loosen up the defense. So I think I think he's going to be fighting against a lot. So I think yeah. he'll be fine. He'll be good. But he, I don't, I don't see him winning the uh, the yeah. Rookie of the Year offensive player. Yeah, uh, I was thinking earlier about potentially buying this, but I, I'm gonna think I'm, I'm gonna sell it. Um, not part of what you guys said. It's just it might be too much. I know he is a bell cow type of running back, so he'll be in there a lot. I know they have um, uh, Drake London, that's his name, and then they have the yeah. tight end over there, who's just Cow Pitts, who's just a freak of nature. Um, I know he struggled. They struggled a little bit last year. I mean, obviously, they're not the best team. But like K-Walk said, I don't know who their offensive line is. So that's the biggest question. And for a running back, your offensive line is your best friend. So, and like you said, also, quarterback, who the heck is is it Desmond Ritter? It seems like they believe in him. They didn't think to draft one or trade up to draft one. So I don't think he'll get it over one of the quarterbacks. I wanted to because I like him. But when you sit and really think about it, reality sets in. Uh-uh. All right, second one, guys. <laughs> Panthers quarterback Bryce Young will finish with 3,200 passing yards, at least 20 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. So this one's a little tougher. Jay, do you buy or do you sell that? Man, that is tough. You said 20 touchdowns and 15 picks? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think it's that hard necessarily to get 3,200 yards passing in today's NFL. That doesn't feel like that difficult of a feat. So I think he'll get that. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be the starter from day one. So he could, he could probably throw for 20 touchdowns. Um, I don't think he's going to throw 15 picks. So do I buy it or sell it? I'm not, I'm right. not sure. Because this is a tricky one. Like, he'll get the touchdowns. He'll get the yards. But – I don't know that he'll throw 15 interceptions, so I don't know. Do I buy this? Is that is that a buy or a sell? Let's change it. Let's do 11 picks. Not 12 picks. 12 picks. All right, I'll I'll buy it. I'll say yes to all that because he'll he'll make some mistakes along the way. But I think he's going to have a pretty good pretty good first year. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and buy it. Um, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I think he's going to make mistakes. Every most first year quarterbacks make mistakes. If you can name one. As possibly I wasn't around then yet. Um, but all the quarterbacks that I'm familiar with, they made mistakes. Even uh, Pat, my our guy, well, my guy, I do like him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, not my guy, but you know what I mean. I'm a fan of his. Uh, he made mistakes his first year. He balled out, but he also made mistakes. So, um, And I don't think Bryce Young, as talented as he is, I don't put him on the level as a Patrick Mahomes, not during the rookie year and not right now at all. So, 
I think I do buy it. I think he'll get at least the 14 or 15 interceptions, which is still not a bad year, though. To me, it's still not a bad year as a, as a rookie. But, K-Walk, do you buy it or do you sell it? Yeah, I'm just looking at their their roster, Max. I know they got they they traded away DJ Moore to the uh, uh, to the Bears um, in that in that big that, that big trade to get up to number one. Um, fifteen. You said fifteen touchdowns or twenty touchdowns? Twenty. Was it number twenty, 20 touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Seventeen games. I can see him doing the twenty touchdowns. I can see him doing the twenty touchdowns for sure. Thirty two hundred yards. That's almost what, 200 yards a game, uh, a little less than that. Um, I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, I like the numbers, and I I think they'll they'll get it done. And they got a, a young quarter. They they drafted a young receiver, uh, Mingo, out of uh, Ole Miss. So I like that pick there. So um, I'm I'm gonna buy it. I'll buy it. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, I, I I was like I can't go. 4,000, 5,000 nah, yards. Nah, I'm like, that would have been nah, too unrealistic nah. for a rookie. So I'm like, let's let's keep it um, <laughs> within reason here. All right, next one, guys. A couple more, then we'll move on to some NBA stuff. Um, next one. Seattle Seahawks' new drafty. Cornerback Devin Witherspoon will finish with three interceptions this season. Do you buy or do you sell? Okay, welcome. I'm going to come to you first. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think who he goes up against. Because- Three, three interceptions. I don't know their roster other than outside of the NFC West. Uh, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Three interceptions. I think the, I think he'll get the opportunities for sure. As a rookie, a lot of these guys are going to attack him. Um, he's going to get the opportunities, and I think he'll he'll probably get beat more than he than he than he uh, than he wins. But I think he'll mm-hmm. he'll win enough to get three interceptions. So I'll buy that. I'll buy it. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy it. Um, I think they're a young, good uh, cornerback core, DB core, I should say. Make sure, so y'all know, make sure I ain't saying quarterback. Um, yeah. You know, with Tariq Woodland over there, I know Sean Desai is now gone. He went over to the Eagles to become their defensive coordinator. So it's going to be interesting how this DB room works now. Um, but I still think he's talented enough, even if three are accidental three. It gets yeah, tipped exactly. up in the air. Yeah. Um, I think three is reasonable for a rookie, so I will buy it. Jay, do you buy yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going to buy it. I was just looking up, like, the interception leaders from last year. Mm-hmm. There's, like, over 35 guys who had at least three, right. so it doesn't feel like it's unreasonable. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you're right, Britt. Maybe he'll get two on making great plays and one somebody just throws right to him or something yeah. like that. So, Tip yeah, I, I, think, I definitely think he can get three. I'll buy it. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, should I stay on the defense or offense? Which one y'all want, defense or offense? What are you still, asking? Let's go defense. <laughs> defense, okay. Uh, tech, tech, <laughs> Texas Will Anderson will win defensive player over the defensive player, rookie defensive player of the year over Eagles, uh, DT, Jalen Carter, and Raiders edge Tyreek Wilson. Do you buy or do you sell? Jam comes to you first. I'm going to say something that I think a lot of people are probably going to disagree with, but I'm selling this. I'm I'm selling it easy. Like I like Will Anderson. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a, a, a fine player, but I don't know that I think he's going to be like a dominant player. I think he'd be good, but I just, I, I don't know. I think there's some limitations to his game. Like I was reading like about his pros and cons and some of the, some of the things they were saying were like tight hips, 
you know, limited pass rush moves. If you kind of look at some of his stuff at Alabama, to me, he didn't really have a big arsenal in terms of pass rush. I think that's going to hurt him in the NFL. He's going to have to get better at that. So I think he's going to be good. I don't know that I think he's going to be great. So I I will definitely sell that. I think those other guys may have a, a higher ceiling than he does. So you're saying that Eagles got a good one. I think the Eagles got a good one. I think the Eagles got a good one. But you know what? I'm going to, for a rookie defensive player of the year, of the year I'm actually going to buy it. And I'm not saying I disagree with you, Jay. The reason why is because I'm not too sure about the Raiders' defense and shit. I know they have Max Crosby over there, which will do, you know, which will help him a whole lot coming off that edge. Um <clears throat> And as far as Jalen Carter, as talented as he is, and he's been compared to a lot of big-time generational talent is what everybody keeps saying, Eagles rotate a lot. Yeah. They're a, they rotate their, their defensive line a lot. So I don't know if he'll have enough opportunities to potentially win defensive play, rookie defensive player of the year like a Will Anderson in. Uh, Will or even a Tyreek Wilson. Um, I think those guys will be in the game of way more than a Jalen Carter. So I'm going to buy it just for that main reason. But K Walk, do you buy yourself? Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I was thinking about the same thing, Britt, but I was thinking about it a little differently. I thought Will Anderson is probably going to be double more than uh than it than uh than Jalen Carter. I think Jalen yeah. Carter will have more that. opportunities. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking that you know with the other guys around Jalen Carter, it'll open up the doors when he does have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get in. So that's how I'm looking yeah. at it too. Um I'm going to sell it and I'm going to say Jalen Carter. I'm not saying he'll win it, but he'll finish ahead of Will Anderson uh for sure based off of I think he'll get more opportunities. I think Will Will Anderson will demand more attention because he has um he doesn't have that defensive line around him that Jalen Carter does. You know what, K Wap? First time ever in the history of the sideline speech, I changed my mind. Thank you. I'm stamp this one because I'm going to see if it ever happen again. All right, last one, guys, and we have to move on to some NBA. Um, we're going to go offense. You know what? We're going to go receivers. I thought I was going to do the quarterback. We're going to go receivers just in honor of K Wap. Um, Vikings wide receiver Jordan Addison will have better stats in 2023 than Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith. You can't, I can't say the other in Jigba. Jigba, yeah. okay. Jackson Smith and Jigma, or reverse it. And Ravens wide receiver Zay Flowers. Do you buy it or do you sell it? Keywork, you're going last because you're the uh, wide rediva here. Jam come to you first. <laughs> Man, I was hoping you were going to go to K Walk first on that one. Um, shoot. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. I, I think uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think he's a really, really talented player. I think the Seahawks are going to give him a lot of opportunities to make plays. Geno Smith is coming into his own. That offense really played, starting to find their rhythm and play well. So I'm going to sell it. I, I think. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to have a great year. I'm going to actually buy this one. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be so much focus on just Justin Jefferson and that Vikings offense. He's going to have so many opportunities. Because remember, yeah. Adam Thielen is no longer there. I have no idea who the heck your tight end is at all. Um, so I think Jordan Addison, who's a decent route runner, mm. um, and my understanding, he has decent hands as well. So I think he'll have all the opportunities in the world. And Kirk Cousins will look for you, especially if they start doubling Justin Jefferson. But uh, K-Walk, 
the OG wide receiver in the room. You by yourself. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying. It. You said uh, if they and Jig was going to have um, a worse season, not a worse season, but the other two is going to have a better season, correct? Did I understand yeah, that correctly? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm buy that because I, I think that because you got Lockett over there, you know, you may you know, and Jigman may get some some touches over there, but when you got Lockett and the um the other receiver over there, I can't think of his name escapes right now. Um, I think they're gonna work him in slowly but surely, but um Lockett's still that guy, he still stretches the, the field, he can still take that immediate uh intermediate route and take it to the house. Um I do like Zay Flowers because I think it's going to. I think Mark Andrews and, and OBJ is going to uh, demand a lot of attention. That's going to open up a lot of things for uh, for Zay uh, to do his thing, and and also like uh, Addison as well um, because you know you got Hawkinson and over there in, in Minnesota. You got um, you know you got Justin Jefferson, but um, I like those other two more than I like Jacob. But I will say Zay Flowers will be the best receiver, um, rookie receiver this year for sure. That's right. I forgot they traded for Hawkinson last year. Forgot about mm-hmm. him. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, Kayla. I buy it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna switch gears to the NBA. Um, because it's round two. It's round two. It's 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 this knit and great. It's this time to grind. Let's see who wins it all. But we are officially in round two of the NBA playoffs, and tonight is game one of round two for the Lakers and the Warriors. We're not gonna go too deep in the game, but because I know we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But I just want to know, who has the most pressure to win? Steph Curry or LeBron, the freak of nature, James? <laughs> I say that because he's almost 40 and still in the, playing like he's playing. Um, but, k I'm going to come to you first. Who has the most pressure to win? I think it's LeBron. I, I really do. I mean, everyone's talked about, you know, you know, he's compared to be the greatest. He's uh, he's um, the all-time leading scorer. Uh, Steph is coming off of a championship last year. What two in the last four years? Whatever the number is. Um, and right now, there's there's no really no pressure on the uh, on the Warriors right now because a lot of people didn't expect them to uh, to to be here because of how they finished the regular season. But LeBron, I think he's chasing greatness. I mean, he is great, but he's chasing anyone. He wants to get that fifth ring. And he wants to, um, you know, be up there with those big time names like the Jordans, like the like the Kobe's. You know, um, I think that we we know that uh, what what the Warriors are about. They're coming off of a win um, of, of last year, so I'm, I'm going to go LeBron. I think LeBron. I don't think that neither one of them has really much that pressure on him. But out of the two, I'm going to go LeBron. I say LeBron has more pressure to win this year than uh, than Steph. <clears throat> um, for me, it's LeBron because of the Lakers land. Tinsel is it is it Tinsel Town? That's right. Tinsel Tinsel Town. Yeah. Tinsel Tinsel Town. I'm pretty sure those fans are sitting over there and like, who cares about the bubble? You know how Lakerland is. They're serious. If you think the Eagles fans <laughs> are serious about their Eagles, <laughs> Lakers fans are serious and don't play about their Lakers. And I just feel like this will potentially certify him in the Lakers Hall of Fame. Right now, he is not in that. They're they're not trying to put him in that category whatsoever. They're like, if he doesn't win, just kick him out of town. We don't care. He never played for us as far as we're concerned. So I think he has the most pressure to impress the Laker Lakers fans and Lakers organization and the Lakers world, to be honest with you. Outside of Laker land, I, I – don't think anybody cares <laughs> who has the most pressure, but I think it's all because of what goes on in LA. 
but Jay, who has the most pressure to win? LeBron. Yeah, look, I definitely think it's LeBron. Like, you know, if, if you call yourself the king, you know, and then you're going to kind of wear that mm-hmm. crown, then you got to beat Steph. You know, like Steph okay. is a Draymond Green um, ejection from just beating LeBron all the time in the playoffs. (laughs) So, I mean, look, there's people like me who think Steph and LeBron really should share this error in terms of, like, whose error it really is. Like, they both have four. If Steph beats him again in the playoffs and then goes and wins another one, I mean, what are we talking about? So I think the pressure is on LeBron because Steph has owned him in the playoffs. And if he beats him again, I just feel like that whole – King thing, just it's just another dent in his crown. So I think the pressure is definitely on LeBron. Well, we'll see. Can the King get it done? Mind you guys, he's 38, going soon to be 39 early next year. So can he get Can you be demoted to the prince? Can you be demoted from the king to a prince? Or I think you could. I think (laughs) think if he loses again to Steph, he's Prince James. (laughs) Wait a minute, guys. Look, I think he's – you got it. Give, give the man the credit. I mean, he's almost 40. Let's see if Steph Curry can do this at the age of almost 40. So that's where I give him a slight edge. That's no Looks spring chicken either, edge. though. What's but Steph, he's like, like 33, 34? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go four years younger, five years younger than LeBron. Yeah. So big difference in NBA world, especially when it comes to taking care of your body. All right, guys. Um, we're going to move on. Look, one of these guys is no longer in the playoffs, and the other guy is – Actually, he is healthy today, so he is currently playing right now against the Heat. Prior to the playoffs, I think, or at the beginning of the playoffs, there was a vote by, I think, over 100, maybe somewhere by 108 NBA players, something like that. They voted for who they thought was the most overrated players in the NBA, and two of them were selected. The first one was Hawks guard Trey Young, and the second one was Nick's big man, semi-big man, however you want to say it, uh, Julius Randle. Do you think Trey Young and Julius Randle are overrated? Jay, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Um, Look, I think Trey Young, like when he came into the league, kind of took it by storm. I think he played – he was playing really well, and I think everyone was like, oh, this is the second coming of Steph Curry. And I feel like he's kind of come back to earth now. Not saying he's not still a really good player because he is, but I just don't think he's what everybody thought he was going to be when he came out of the gate. And then to me, Julius Randle, like I not only do I think he's overrated, but I think he thinks he's better than he really is. He thinks he's an A player. And I think, and he's a B player in my opinion. So I absolutely think he's overrated. I don't think Julius Randle is the kind of guy that you can, he can put a team on his back and carry them through the playoffs. He's a really nice B, but to me, he's not an A plus player that you should have leading your franchise. G girl Martin said, no, Julius Randle is a straight. Um, well, ooh. look, I wasn't going to go that hard on him, right? Gino, but hey, you're not going to get an argument out of me. Okay? He's, a, he's a bum. Um, yeah, guys, I think these guys are overrated. I, I really do. I've been yeah, saying that for such a long bum. time. <laughs> oh, I look, I, I've said this for a very, very long time. Look, I like Trey Young. I respect his game, but I feel like he does too much uh, too many times. You know, I feel like he tries to be a Seth Curry. I said that right, right? No, Steph Curry. I get their names mixed up. He tries to be a Steph Curry. Um, 
like you're not Steph Curry, you know, and a lot of times he'll shoot his team into trouble, you know, when it could have been a quality possession, he just comes across the line and shoots it up. Sometimes he makes it, but a lot of times he does not. Uh, look, he did well against Boston in clutch moments, but I feel like that was mainly Boston making a lot of mistakes to allow um, Trey Young and the Hawks to get back into that series. Julius Randle, he, he's, he's your third option, in my opinion, on the big team. Like, if he was on the Sixers, I'm looking at him as, as third, maybe fourth option on that team, to be quite honest with you. Not to be disrespectful, I like his game. But he's not a second player, a one or a two, in my in my in my opinion. Um, I just feel like he gets himself a little bit in too much trouble. But I won't knock him. I won't be as harsh as G Girl Martin <laughs> caught him on bum. But I'm I'm with Jay on this one. I'll put him in the B minus club. But K Walk, do you think these guys are overrated? And yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Walk that, right. that might. I'm not sure that somewhat G girl called me Mr. Collins, so that know. must be one of my students. Okay, or something. it could be, man. It could I, be. It, only my students call me Mr. Collins. Uh, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so because if you look at it, it's a his fans gave Bron the king nickname. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's talking about the king, so they she calling you out. <laughs> I don't know, Jack. Do some out. research on that one. Yeah, do some research on that tomorrow. one. But, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you guys as far as uh, starting with Trey. I thought, you know, Jay started, like Jay mentioned, he started off hot in his first couple of years and then um, kind of fizzled out. Um, at, you know, he tried to make up for it in the latter part of that Celtics series, uh, last series, when he got that award, if you will. And he started to come out and tried to turn, you know, turn it, you know, turn the, uh, the tables, if you will, you know, write that narrative uh, about him being overrated. I mean, he started off, you know, good in a couple of the uh, couple games, but then it obviously it wasn't enough to get it done to get past the Celtics. Um, yeah, he, he thinks he's a Steph Curry for sure. I mean, coming in, shooting from the logo, you know, thinking that, you know, he's in range, just steps off the bus. Um, but we, we know that, you know, it, it, the mind's right, but just the game isn't. So, unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work that way, bro. It doesn't work that way. As far as Julius Randle goes, yeah, I'm with you guys, man. I mean, I don't even, you know, he, I don't even think he's a, the third best or maybe the second best guy on the on the team right now. I give it to Jalen Bronson, uh, and I put R.D. Barrett in front of him as, uh, as well. And then on, you know, any given night, you know, Topping could be that guy as well. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, I, I definitely think these guys, when they wrote it for these guys and they, and they made them um, over most overrated, I think they hit that on the head. And if anybody knows, it's their opposition, it's the league and it's the players. So they hit that right on the head, uh, you know, as far as um, naming these guys the most underrated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I have because of we all think they're overrated. So we agree with these NBA players. Yeah. If you could choose one player on your team, who would it be? Trey Young or Julius Randall. Mm. Let's mm. see. Okay, what? I'm going to come to you first. From my team? I'm going <laughs> to... Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm a Heat guy. I don't think either one of them fits. Um, I'll say Julius Randall because he 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 likes to shoot threes, and that's what the, the Heat are pretty, uh, predominantly made of, you know, Jimmy getting to the basket and kicking it out. Um, we don't. They don't need another ball-dominant guy. That's Jimmy's thing. That's Kyle Lowry and uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe Vincent. So I'll say Julius Randle. That's just the lesser of two evils, ladies and gentlemen. But I had to pick one. So Julius Yeah, I, for me, I'm definitely going with Julius Randle. You guys 
Trey Young cannot offer me nothing on the defensive side of the ball. I do not care what anybody says. You guys already know I like two-way players. I said this time and time and time again. Julius Randle can score the ball, and he can provide some defensive abilities, although sometimes he acts a little goofy in that category, but he can play some defense. Um, It's just like his mindset got to be there at times. So I got to go with Julius Randle. And I think, like I said, he could be a three or four. I just don't trust Trey. I think Trey will get you in trouble, yeah. and it irritates me. But, Jay? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'd go Randall as well. Look, I, I think Trey, like, he, he's, he's not the kind of guy that fits on a whole lot of teams. He's got to right. be on a team like the Hawks where he right. can hold the ball as much as he wants and pass it late in the shot clock. He, he just would not fit – on teams that have good guards already. So I, I would definitely take Julius Randle as well. All right. Unanimous. Oh, we got to <clears throat> this right down. Take a picture like Smokey <laughs> said from Friday. This is amazing. We, we agree again. <laughs> um, um, all right, guys. So we get ready to head into break. Before we head into break, I have one fun question. I've been wanting to ask you guys this question for weeks. Just haven't been able to do uh, uh, get to it. You guys are football um, fo- football guys. I play basketball. Not saying you're not basketball, but we just know you guys are former D1 athletes. I'm, I'm a big basketball person. So do you think NBA players have a better chance of playing in the NFL or NFL players have a better chance of playing in the NBA? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. That's a great question. It's funny, Britt. I wrote this one down. I was going to ask this one week and, and just never got to it. So it's <laughs> funny that you that you brought this up. Um, I think it's easier. Oh, man, I think it's easier for an NBA player to make it in the NFL, I think. I, I just think, look, I think the NBA is hard to make. There's less roster spots. You, I mean, you, you have to be so good to make it to the NBA. Uh, I just think some of those guys might have a chance to cross over in the NFL, maybe play receiver, maybe play tight end, something like that, where I think it would be pretty difficult for an NFL player unless he just had a tremendous skill set to make it as an NBA player. So I'm going to say it's easier to go from the NBA to the NFL than the NFL to the NBA. Okay. Well, your thoughts before I get mine. I I concur. Jay, you did pose this sometime back a few years ago. I think you were asking certain positions, you know, what would he, what his position would be in NFL, so forth and so on. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think it's easier for the NBA. They're athletes. I mean, and then they can, you know, they can, they run up and down the court They're You know, they're obviously they're, you know, they have the great athleticism. And like Jay alluded to, you know, that it's hard for NFL players to get on a roster. Um, you know, yeah, I like I like the NBA players, you know, being mostly receivers, some um, some hybrid backs, I mean, some hybrid tight ends or receivers or, or what have you. That's mostly what you'll see um, them playing anything anyway, because they don't have really have that size to play on the line or, or anything like that. Maybe coming off the edge as well. So, yeah, definitely the NBA players making it to the NFL is a lot easier than Vice versa. Um, I think Shaq could have made it, but mind you, he's big. He's seven. I mean, there's, 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 there's a few not. that could have done it, but <laughs> no, not, yeah. no, I meant like <laughs> the line, the, the Shaq on the line, Shaq on the line. But um, 
I agree with you. Yeah, be, be interesting. <laughs> at seven feet, but he, he'd be too tall. He's like, can you bend? He'd be tearing his knees up. <laughs> right. can, can you bend? Can you get down? Um, no, I'm with you guys. I think it is so much easier for NBA players um, to – so much easier for NBA players to make it on the NFL roster. It's 50-something players on the active roster and what – 60 or 70 if you include a practice squad 90 in training camp or something like that so um i agree with you guys a football player trying to become a basketball player it's not impossible but it is difficult they only have about 15 players on the active roster and sometimes they look a little too stocky and too big to be playing right (laughs) playing (laughs) basketball um, no, look, I find it interesting. <laughs> right. I find it interesting that Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies, the way he looks, to me, he yeah. looks like he should be playing football versus yeah. basketball. But he's a talented basketball player. So I agree with you guys. Last question. But let me let me just say this real quick. Because I, I I do want to say, like, I don't necessarily think it would be easy for NBA players to do it. No. I just think it's easier. They, like we've right, seen some easier, footage yeah, of Draymond right. Green right. getting <sighs> roughed up at Michigan State trying to play football. Like I don't think it's easy as maybe some of those NBA guys think it is because the physicality would definitely be something that they need to get yeah. used right. to. But I think it's just the easier of the two. I mean, yeah. what did LeBron say? He was like, heck no. I got tired of playing football because he. I think he would have <laughs> made an incredible tight end in the league. But he was like, yeah. I was getting hit too much. I didn't like it. So I'm going back to uh, back to basketball. Um, who makes the better athletes? Jay. NBA <laughs> or NFL? Uh-huh. Man, see, that's that's a different question. And I know a lot of people probably think the NBA has the best best athletes, but I'm not sure if I believe that. Because I think – I. I'm going to say football. I'm going to say football. I'm going to say the guys in the NFL. Look, there's nothing like being a corner trying to cover a fast receiver. The NFL has 300-pound men running four or 540s. They're just – those guys are athletic freaks. They don't have the skill set to dribble and shoot like the NBA guys do, but they're every bit as athletic as the NBA guys. So I'm, I'm taking the NFL guys. Yeah, I'm going with the NFL. Yeah, I didn't have to think twice about it. Uh, you alluded to them quarterbacks. You got to back up, flip your hips, and do those NBA players don't want to do that. I mean, the most you do in basketball is slide your feet back and forth on defense. It's too much uh, um, technique and all that stuff. And yeah, we ain't trying to do all that. We, we just want to play ball. <laughs> but K Walk, who you got? NBA players, yeah, I, NFL. No, definitely NFL players. I mean, because what Jace kind of stole my, my uh, you know, my thunder there as far as the linemen go, you know, as far as, you know, being as big and, and, as, and as agile as they are and as fast and quick as they are as well and be able to jump over guys and run around guys. I remember back in the day, if you were that big or that strong, I mean, it was unheard of. You was a freak. You know, I remember um, – uh, Kirsty, I mean, uh, Kirsty out of, uh, I think that was his name, um, from, uh, from Florida. Um, Javon Kirst. Javon Kirst. Yeah. The freak, yep, uh, the yep. freak. He was like one of the first guys to, to, to be that way. Now you see those guys all over the place. Yep. Now. So yeah. So I definitely think it's NFL players for sure. Uh, G girl Martin said, 
Zion Williamson needs nah, to be football. I don't hurt. know if he I agree with you on that. Yeah. He wouldn't right. make it past yeah. preseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't make it past the buffet line. He wouldn't make it past the buffet line. That training table, he'd be 400 pounds. <laughs> we need to stop. can't make the club in the tub. You can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> I must be bad because I was thinking he wouldn't make it past the walk across the stage after he got drafted. So, uh, I might, I might be a little bad. Yeah, he, he gets hurt a little bit too much to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. His size looks like it, but his body says no. Um, mm-hmm. All right, guys, we go ahead into our next break. When we come back, Jay will take over for some more sports talk and lots more fun. Again, please subscribe, share, and like um, to our YouTube channel, The Sideline Speaks. You could do youtube.com slash sideline speaks and it'll pop right up. Also, follow us on Twitter at Sideline Speaks. Again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. We would greatly appreciate it. You guys are listening to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had a So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys, I want to I want to talk a little bit about Steph Curry. I mean, this guy just put on one of the all-time performances in a game seven on Sunday. And uh, sometimes I feel like because Steph is such a great shooter that sometimes that's all we think of him as and not really looking at his entire game as a basketball player. So my question is simple, K-Walk. Is Steph Curry underrated? Ooh. Underrated. Um, underrated. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow, Jay. Um, wasn't expecting that question. Um, wow. I don't think so, Jay. I think he's um, – and for me, I think he's properly rated. I just think that, um, you know, watching him, every time he, he, he makes a shot, one of his ridiculous shots, I'm just saying this guy is just – Unbelievable, man. He's just unbelievable with some of these shots that he makes, not just the ones that he takes, but he makes it. I mean, and he shoots it with such confidence and with such flu- uh, fluidity and, and, and ease. And it's no, I don't think he's underrated. I think he he's properly rated. I don't think okay. he can ever be underrated or overrated. I think he's properly rated. Um, but yeah, that's something special. You know, he has that. He can do that every night. Yeah, he can literally do that every night if he needs to. He knew it was a big game in game seven. And that's what big time players do. Big time players make big time plays and big time games. And then that's that's what he did. So now I don't think he's underrated. I think he's properly rated, in my opinion. Okay, Britt, same thing. Like, I, and the reason I bring up underrated is because I feel like right. a lot of times when people start talking about like the all time greats, Sometimes I don't always hear his name like in that list. And that's why I'm saying, is this man underrated? Because obviously we hear about MJ and, and, and LeBron and Kobe 
and Shaq and <clears throat> Magic and Larry Bird, but sometimes you don't hear Steph's name with those guys. And that's why, Britt, I'm saying, is he actually a little bit underrated? Um, I feel like sometimes it hurts him a little bit because of the error that he's playing in. I think that's part of it. Um, also, I guess some people may see him as the leader of that team, but I know a lot of people see Draymond as that not the best player. Don't don't get a twist of what I'm trying to say. Not the best player, but as right. the leader of that team, the playmaker for that team, which he is, and then Steph kind of feeds off of that, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, so in that case, maybe yes. But in my opinion, no. I mean, they acknowledge he has four chips. Um, I think he won MVP but once or twice, I believe. Um, and they rate him top 10, top 12, no later than top 12. <clears throat> and they're talking about potentially moving him up in that if he wins this this one this year. So I'm with K-Walk with this one. I don't think he's free, he's underrated. I think he's properly rated. Um, I can't put him above Michael. I know him and LeBron go back and forth, but LeBron has carried teams that should have been in the finals and just carried them. Um, and I could keep going on and on, but I, I don't think he's underrated. No. Now, if you just said he's rated like 25, then maybe. But he's in that oh, yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. has he made his way into your top ten yet? Not you yet. Know, Jay, last time yeah, I asked yeah. you, you had him outside, on the outside, outside looking I in. Still, I still do, Jay. I still have him on the outside looking in. But he's moving up closer and closer, Jay. You know, with these type of performances, especially you know the performance he had the other night or, or Sunday night. Um, so yeah, Jay, I still have him on the outside looking. That's why I say in my book he's properly rated. If he continues to go through this, if he wins two more, Jay, I'll put him in my top 10 for sure. If he can lead this team, you know, to two more championships, I'm going to put him in my top 10. I don't know who I'm going to put him over yet, but he'll get in there. I'll slide in there somewhere, though. <laughs> Is he a better player than Magic Johnson, K-Walk? I know this. I saw that, Jay. I saw that with comparison. No, I don't think. I, he's definitely the best shooter of all time, ladies and gentlemen. I get that. I understand that. Can't take that away from him. There's I, there's no one even close. There's no one even close. It's Steph and then everybody else down here. As far as overall, I have to take Magic. I'm taking Magic over Steph every single time. I just think he's a better facilitator than him. I think he's a better leader. Um, nothing to take away from his leadership, ladies and gentlemen. Again, from, I know what you're hearing, but just keep in mind what you're not hearing is that I'm not saying that um, he's not a leader. Magic is a better leader. He's more of a motivator. And... Um, he gets you hype and and he gets you he gets you more involved in the game than Steph does. Britt, Steph better than Magic? No. <laughs> Look, I like Steph Curry. I, I love right? Steph. I'm with K-Ball. He's like a maybe 11, 12 for me, but he not no, not yet. You gotta show me more. Uh just magic. You know, I wasn't really around when he played, but I watched a lot of film. Man, the things that Magic did on that court was magical. That's why he's called Magic Johnson. Rookie year. And I would never just, I wasn't even alive then, guys. I was not alive during his rookie year. Single-handedly beat the Sixers in the finals. Single-handedly. Played all five positions as a rookie. Um, but like K. Walker alluded to, playmaker, leadership ability. I think what most people don't understand is not just the things that happen on a court, but the things the, the intangibles, his, you know, his leadership, his him voicing certain things. And I just feel like, like I said earlier, 
with the Warriors, they look to Draymond to set in everything in order. Draymond, to me, is the emotional leader, the leader on the court. You can see him putting people in the right place. Um, but this does not take away from Steph Curry's no. talent or anything like that. I just I can't put him above Magic. I'm sorry. And then look at the competition that he went up against. To me, that factors in a lot too. Competition, <laughs> like, ugh. like really, you went up against Jay, Larry. He wants to take stuff. Michael Jordans and all that. <laughs> like, but you, I think competition plays a big factor in this also. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm as guilty of it as anyone. Like holding on to my like childhood guys. <laughs> But I don't think Steph gets enough credit for actually being a good leader. Like I know Draymond is like the the the, the vocal leader, but I think there's something to be said for being a quiet leader, setting an example. The you know I, I think Steph deserves more credit for that. And look, I think because he's such a great shooter, and obviously his ability to shoot the ball, and he makes it look so easy. Like, I think we overlook other parts of his game. Like, he's great at finishing at the rim. He can shoot the mid-range. He's a good passer. He's never been a great defender, but neither was Magic. Like, I, 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 I he's in my top 10 now, K-Walk. And I wouldn't be mad if, if someone said, look, I'm taking Steph over Magic because, like, when I look, like, Steph can do everything on a basketball. I mean, obviously, Magic's a lot bigger, but the shooting is not even comparable. Magic was a great passer, but Steph can pass too. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I I I have to start letting go of some of my childhood. This guy was this and start looking at some of these new guys, man, because the skill that they're bringing to the table is phenomenal. <laughs> it's Steph, I mean, man. look, put it this way. Magic's not a part of my childhood. He was prior to, he was prior to my time, and I'm saying this. So, and look, Magic may not have been the best defender, but he defended you know, I'm looking at his stats now. It's been times he's averaged over two steals a game and then some better rebounder. I think scoring, Steph probably averages scoring. that still wise as well. What Don't skill? you think? Steals. Rebounding? No, not rebounds, obviously, but steals, no. I think, for sure. Uh, I don't think he ever, ever averaged over three a game. Magic's averaged over three a game at one point. Yeah, I don't time. know. It'd be interesting so, to look it up. But I that's just, what I'm saying. It's just, I think. Uh, it's hard, but I, I got to go with that. And I don't think Steph gets enough it's credit. Too. Like, like his shooting, because he can space the floor so much, I think we've everyone has just gotten so used to it that we forget how much that actually affects the game, how much that actually opens up the floor for everybody else. So I just think sometimes when you're so great at something, it just, after a while, it's just like, oh. Like oh, it, it, he just makes yeah. the ridiculous seem normal, and then I I just don't think he gets enough credit for it. But yeah, I think the best in my top ten now. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Jay. I think the best defense against uh, uh, Steph Curry is probability. I mean, the shots that he he takes. I mean, the probability of it is you know whatever it is, whatever you know the analytics want to come up, whatever number it is. That's the best defense because you you know you you put your hand up. That may they may take the probably you know increase the probability or, or lack thereof, but you know I, that's the only defense that I, I get that I'm factoring all that into it. But as far as what Magic did overall, I just can't I can't put Steph in, uh, in ahead think, of him. I just can't. Like I, can't. I said, like I said earlier, but, competition is a big part. 
in, in my selection. The competition today to me is not as great as the competition was back then. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. Different era, more finesse need. It's uh, a 90s baby, too. It's a 90s baby. Right. Talk. Right. <laughs> the lead back then was much more physical. Yeah, so definitely more physical. Way physical. Sure. And the other thing that gets me is when the Warriors are down and I look at the bench, I see Draymond gathering everybody. Yeah, there are times once in a while you see Steph when Draymond may not be playing, making these crazy, ridiculous shots. And I'm, he's that talented, absolutely. But I want to see leadership qualities when they're down. I see Draymond gathering everybody. I see Draymond talking to these guys. And to me, Steph just does not have that part of the game. That doesn't make him a bad player or crazy uh, 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 anything less than – but Magic had that. I'm sorry. Magic had that. Yeah, I don't know if I down. agree that Steph no. doesn't have it, though. Because I, before the game seven that? that on Sunday, Steph was the one that gave the pregame speech in the locker room, not Draymond. And to me, like, I get it. Draymond's the rah-rah guy. But to me, the guy out on the court dropping 50, that's a different kind of leadership. <laughs> you know, like, leadership comes in all shapes and sizes, like, Yes, you talk a lot. Okay, great, rah, rah. But at some point, you have to perform. And Steph is the Jay, one that is actually performing. I'm Jay, not saying that center and as a rookie. Center as a rookie in a, in a, in a payoff game. That's what I'm going right. to say. He could play all five spots. So all five right, I said spots, that. Man. I'm just going to take that. Yeah, no, right. All five spots, I'm taking that. I think at some point, we might have to start looking at some of these guys and saying, I don't know. Like so, I don't know. Let's let's move on. Let's let's go from a guy who's great, yeah. guys. A, Jay, Jay loves himself some Steph Curry. He wants him to be in everybody's top ten. I think he's got to be in the top ten. I, there's got to be somebody in your top ten that you can pull out and put Steph in front of. It's got to be. It's got to be. Not in my top ten. Not yet. We're gonna have to do that list again. Uh, we're gonna we'll have, do that yeah, list again have, next week. To do it. I have my not, top not ten, yet. but go ahead, not go yet. ahead. Well, I'll say that for another day. I have my top ten. I'm just trying to think who I would take out of. You got to take somebody. So, I don't know so if I will though. I don't know. But go ahead. I mean, go ahead, Britt. So is your is is it because he has the four chips? So let's say he had two chips. <clears throat> would you still feel the same? I, I think the four championships helps, uh, but mm -hmm. I also think just the way that he affects the game. Like there hasn't been a lot of guys in NBA history that have changed the game. You you can count them on one hand, and he's one of those guys. Whether people well, like this? like the way it's changed or not, he's one of those guys. How about this? I, I'm magic, looking at my magic. Not, right, I'm sorry, Brett. I was gonna say magic not only changed the game, he saved the game. So he can't go in front. Yeah, he's magic, him, magic him and Larry along with, Bird, along with Larry Bird, certainly. All right. But but there even like <laughs> I mean, I came off. I think you got Scottie Pippen in your top ten. I, I do. I'm looking. Yeah, is I'm Steph looking at not my a better player right than Scottie now. Pippen? He's a better scorer. Jay, I I have I need Pip on my on my on my team because he's a defender. He's one of the greatest defenders of all time. Um, so I I. I Maybe Tim Duncan. Maybe I'll take Tim Duncan out and, and, and slide Steph in there. But that's the only one because I got in this order. I got MJ, Magic, Kobe, The Dream, LeBron, Kareem, Shaq, KG, Tim Duncan, and Scottie Pippen. 
So I can't. I, I would take. I'm not taking Magic out. I would take Steph over KG. I would take Steph over Scotty okay. Pippen. Like if I was starting, if you were like, I can see that we're, argument. We're starting a team. I'm taking Steph over Scotty. If I'm starting a nah, team, because I, I feel like Steph is a guy, as we've seen him do it, he can carry you to a championship. I think Scotty's great, but I don't know if, if he's a one. What year? Jay, would you? This is my top five. This is my starting five. I got Magic, MJ, Pip, KG, and and the Dream. You 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 telling me you're gonna take one of those guys out of there? No, I I like it as a starting five, but I'm just talking about. That's what I'm saying. If I'm making a list of players, regardless of position, if I'm just saying who's better, I'll take Tim. I'll take. I I had to. If I had to, if somebody put a gun to my head, Jay, and I said you have to take one guy out, I'm taking Tim Duncan out. But right now, I like it as it's freshly constructed. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I like this, guys. I could just sit back and listen. Right. Thanks, uh, I'm not going to change anybody's mind tonight. We're going to move on. We're going to bring some top 10 lists one of these weeks. But let's go from a great to a man who looks like he's going to be in the unemployment line. Uh, Dylan Brooks, guys. The Grizzlies said he's not going to be returning. And the thing that really got me was they said under no under no circumstances i've never seen that said before like this man will not be returning under no circumstances what what is that all about k walk what was that it felt a little personal what were your thoughts on dylan brooks being let yeah it's it just seems like you know he's he's not worth the headache, man. I mean, you've seen with everything that he went through with LeBron and, 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 you know, the antics and they feel like, you know, even though he's an NBA talent, it's just like the antics are just too much. It's kind of like what the, uh, what the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo when Jimmy Garoppolo had a chance to, to play in the, in the championship game. And he said, no, I'm not playing. And said, yeah. and, and Kyle Shannon said, no circumstances are we, are we bringing this guy. I see no scenario. Yeah, different different type of situation, but nonetheless, they still not. You know, they, they said, "Listen, we're not we're not bringing you back." Now, this is the funny part about it. I think they were him him and LeBron going to wind up teaming up next year. I think you're going to see Brooks and LeBron <laughs> on surprised. the Lakers next year. Watch, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Look out for that. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely think um, that you know the, the antics was just too much for them to to deal with. I mean, he wasn't worth the headache. He's, he's he doesn't put up the points. He doesn't. What does he really do on the court other yeah. than get you know try to get under your skin of the opposition's skin? Um, anyone can do that. Um, you can get anyone to uh, to do that. But I, I think it's just too much of a headache, and I I can see why they uh, they parted ways with him the way they did. Yeah, yeah, Britt, He's been there six years though. Were you surprised they just they let him go like that? Um. Well, he, I mean, he's a free agent, so I think that's another <laughs> another factor. I don't like how they did it, though. Look, I know he's a headache. I know he's annoying in the media whatnot. He kind of ran off after they left, decided yeah, not to stay. And, and I said help. you, and I said prior, you want to you you want to talk? You better walk the walk. Don't just talk. You better do some walking. <laughs> I guess literally he did walk. He but, did that, right? <laughs> <laughs> he did walk. Um, but he's still a talent. That's the thing. He had a rough year this year. Um, I think he still could play good defense. You know, just last year, he averaged, what, almost 19 points per game. I think this year was about 15, so he dipped down a little bit in that category. Um, he just – I think this is a moment of a humble a humble moment for him. Yep. He got humble. Um, and I think he's still, what, only 27 years old, so he's still in his prime. He better take this as a lesson learned. 
learn from this, humble yourself, come back and ball out for whatever team you have next year. Um, did I answer your question, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that okay. answers it. Um, yeah, I think there'll be I think he'll he'll find a home somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I agree with you, Brett. I do feel like it was a bit humbling for him. And I've just never seen that language used like when you decide not to let somebody go. Like, I think that was no circumstances will we be bringing this man back that that's rough so that that shows you that they weren't happy with the way he handled things but you're right k well if you're going to talk you you got to either back it up or at least Mm -hmm. worst case stand there and face the music when it's all said and done and he he didn't do any of those things jay this is what i'll say um, real quick this is what i'll say i said this is what i'll say with dylan brooks if he humbles himself but he still comes with that same uh, uh, tenacity on the court and plays hard like he did a couple of years ago. I'll take him on the Sixers. I'm pretty yeah. sure the Heat, the Heat will probably like him as long as he has the right mindset. He could bring some value. There, there's no question about yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk real quick about a couple of these series, guys. Uh, Warriors-Lakers start tonight. We, we kind of talked about the whole Steph-LeBron matchup. But just, Britt, how do you see this thing going? Do, do, do the Warriors get out of this thing? I, I've seen people kind of going both ways. Some people like L.A., a lot of people like Golden State. What do you think? How do you see this thing going? Yeah, it's just to let you know, you see K Walk. Yeah, K Walk. Uh, was, was, was it Strauss that shot the three? That's, nah, that's probably Duncan right. Robinson. Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson, my bad. I, I wasn't looking up. I'm, I'm so, I knew somebody shot the three, so they made it. Um, oh, this one's going to be an interesting one because it looks like the Lakers are playing how I thought they would after they made the trades. Uh, the first thing I said is I think this is a much better team. They have better chemistry, they flow well together on the court. Um, that Russell Westbrook thing clearly did not work out. This might be a much tighter series than what most of us think, as long as Anthony Street Clothes Davis, Anthony Day to Day Davis, whatever nickname you want, comes out and plays hard because I think he should be able to dominate a Draymond Green. Draymond Green is talented, but he's a little older, he's not quite the same. Although a couple games ago, he showed us otherwise, right? Um, if they do that, I'm still going with the Warriors, but I'm gonna say like six or seven games. I, I really, I really do. Um, if not, I'm gonna see the Warriors. They can win it in five. I, I think the Warriors want to take the series. I, I do. I just don't know if the Lakers have enough just yet to overcome this well-oiled machine and what the Warriors have. I know it was close against the Kings. Um, but like I said, the leadership of Draymond, I'll throw Steph in there for you, the scoring abilities and the skills <laughs> of Steph Curry. It's, it's like second to none. They still have Klay Thompson. I know he's not consistent lately after that injury, but he still could could play well. And then Andrew Wiggins been playing well. So the only thing is that after Draymond, they are a little small. Or uh, Looney, they are a little small. So you got to be mindful of that as well. So. But we'll see. I still got the Warriors winning in about seven, six or seven. I hope you're right, Britt, because I'm going to be rooting for the Warriors. But I, I kind of have a bad feeling about this one. I feel like L.A. is starting to find their stride. <clears throat> They're starting to figure it all out. And even though Golden State got past Sacramento, they don't feel necessarily <clears throat> like maybe the Golden State of a, a couple of years ago. So I think it's going to be a tough series for them. But, K-Walk, what do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm gonna I, I feel like this t- this particular Warriors team is like the uh the ninety-eight Bulls team is that they were good enough to win, but they just had to they had to use everything that they had. They had yeah. to use all their you know, all their energy, you know, to get past because everyone was coming for them. That's how I feel about this Warriors team. So with that being said, I do like the Warriors in this series. I, I definitely think it's going to be tougher than a lot of people think um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna say six i will say six uh, you know i really thought you know whoever came out of that series between the warriors and the kings will get past the uh the lakers so um, okay. i'm still taking the warriors in this one i'll take them in six i just you know i just can't go i i did it in the first series ladies and gentlemen i can't do it again i'm not going against the warriors again ladies and gentlemen i'm not doing it again so i'm going to take the warriors uh and six i just think that you know we we seen that steph can turn it on when he needs to turn it on you know clay thompson can do the same thing wiggins of course and then draymond's going to be draymond he's going to be outsized uh but he you know he'll make up for it you know being physical and, and knowing that ad is a little soft on you know on you know the down low uh sometimes so um i like the warriors in six okay i just go ahead, go ahead i was gonna say i just after lebron ad if you want to throw d'angelo <laughs> russell in there I don't know if they have enough. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They have that's good, good young talent. Yeah. They have good young talent. And I love AR-15. I don't know if we should be saying that. but No, yeah. Um, I don't that. That. <laughs> uh, that's, that's Austin Reeves, guys. Yeah. That's Austin Reeves. That's yeah. his nickname. Um, I just don't know if they have enough to compete with the Warriors. Um, the Warriors are a little bit deeper, and they just have a little bit more talent. They're smaller, but they have more talent coming off that uh, bench. Yeah, you're right. And and it's hard for me to believe, I hate to say it, but it's hard to believe that Anthony Davis might get through a tough physical six or seven game series right. without right. coming up lame at some point. And if he does, I, then to me, the Lakers have no chance at all. So it'll be interesting. All right, K-Walk, my sons are in trouble. They're down 0-2. I, honestly, watching these games, to me, Denver just looks like the better team. They're deeper. Yeah. They got more guys coming off the bench that can actually play. Phoenix looks like they're in absolute trouble to me. So two-part question, okay, well, number one, can the Suns turn this thing around? And number two, if they don't, like let's say they get swept or they lose four to one or something like that, is this like a kind of like, does do we got to start knocking KD down a couple pegs? Because this man, look, he's not getting it done. So can they turn it around? And if not, does this hurt KD's reputation? Um, to answer your first question, uh, the first part of your question first. Um, yeah, I think they can get it done, Jay, but I don't think they will. Um, I just think that um, they don't have enough off the bench, man. I just don't think they have enough off the bench. That depth, I think that trade really hurt the Suns, even though they got KD in the yeah. trade. But losing Cam Johnson and those guys, man, coming off the bench, yeah. that hurt them t- tremendously, man. And and um, I don't know if I overestimated the Suns and underestimated or underestimated the Nuggets. Yeah, nuggets but nonetheless, they do, like you mentioned, they do look like the better team, meaning the Nuggets. Now, as far as KD goes, I don't think you can knock KD for this one because I just don't think that KD has enough. They have, you know, they, they had Chris Paul, even though – he went out with the groin injury. We don't know his his status for the next game is. They have Booker. They have um, uh, Aiton uh, there as well. So I don't think they have enough coming off the bench. So I don't, and I don't think you can you can blame KD for for that. So I uh, no, I don't think you can knock KD off if if um if they do wind up losing in the gentleman's sweep, if you will, like you said, four one. Yeah, no, and the only reason I bring up the KD thing, Britt, is because 
KD likes to fancy himself in the same circle as as a guy like LeBron James. Like I I guarantee you, KD feels like he's just every bit as good as LeBron. So like, if that's the company that he wants to keep, when is he going to put a team on his back and carry them, even though he might not have enough? So, Brick, can my sons turn it around? And if not, <laughs> does this reflect poorly on KD? This is what I'm going to say before I answer that question. Y'all said he's the greatest player in the NBA. I when he's one healthy, yeah. I don't healthy, think yeah. so. Uh, because <laughs> I just think he just depends on everybody else to get it done. Year after year after year, even during his championship runs. Yeah, he was great. But look who the heck he had around him. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. And then I think that was the only time he won a, a championship, right? Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been able to get back since, and he hasn't been able to win one since. So call me crazy. I still think he's one of the most offensive, talented uh, players in the league. But sure, look, I just don't put him that high, guys. You're talking about Steph and LeBron. Why don't why you say Steph and KD? I put Steph above KD. I'm sorry. Uh, no disrespect. I understand he's long. I understand he got outmatched a lot of uh, uh, players. But be physical with him. Just just be physical. That game last night was terrible. It was it was terrible. Um, but can the Suns beat the the the, the Nuggets? I can't remember the other team. <laughs> the Nuggets. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. But I'm just not sure. First of all, Chris Ball got hurt again, and he's the leader on that court. Um, he's the point guy. But I think he's needed in order to win. DeAndre Ayton looks completely outmatched, and that's so frustrating with him because he has a lot of talent. But when you watch him play, he looks just so looks small, like he's man. not in the game. I've seen him. Uh, Jokic has gotten so many easy rebounds due to the lack of effort from a DeAndre Ayton, and I see why they were ready, willing to let him go, potentially. Um, I, <laughs> that's, that is just a frustrating He's starting to be like a Ben Simmons in my mind. Like, that's just so frustrating. You have so much skill, so much talent. You have length, you have size, and it's just not happening. So, I don't see it happening, guys. If y'all listening to me, y'all reading the comments. No, we're listening. Read the screen. comments. That, that, comments that GG like. girl, she's, she's, she's yeah. funny. Whoever she is. <laughs> uh, I think I, that's my cousin, guys. That's my oh, cousin, okay. by the way. Okay. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't if they don't get it together, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna lose four to one. And for me, just for me personally, because I, I had KD on a pedestal. Uh, I'm knocking him down a few pegs. I want to like like we saw Steph do on Sunday, drop 50 in a game seven, drag his team to a yeah. victory. Like I need I need KD to have one of those type of performances. And I don't know. I just don't know if it's coming. All right, last one, guys. Then we're going to get to K Walk's one ticket segment. Real quick, but K Walk, I got to talk. Would you say, Britt? I was going to say real quick. It happens too many years in a in a row. I'm sorry. Look at yeah. last year. He had the opportunity to prove himself, take yeah. the Nets at least to the second or third round, yeah. and got sweat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, lazy, I'm like, I'm like falling out of love with lazy. KD. <laughs> I'm telling you. He, I'm telling he you. needs he needs other superstars really superstars around them to do anything. Yeah. I just, I don't see you. I'm sorry. K-Walk, we got to talk about your heat. Um, 
obviously it got took game one off the Knicks over the weekend. I think they're up by like five right now, something like that. It's in commercial. Okay. So what are you thinking, man? How are you feeling about your heat? Do you think they can get out of this series? What what are your thoughts? Yeah, Jay, you know what? You know, the heat for me, man, I, I I don't really know how to put my finger on it. I'm just a fan. I'm just rooting for these guys, man. I don't know how to put how to how to judge these guys because when when I write them off, Jay, they turn around and they come up in with a with a you know with a series like the the Bucks series with a with a first game like the uh, you know the the, the Knicks game and the Knicks uh, first game in the Knicks and then they're playing great right now without Jimmy Butler yep. and uh, they and and uh, they the Knicks have uh, Julius Randle and um, Jalen Brunson both came in as game time decisions. So Jay, I, I love the way they're playing right now, man. I just, I just love the way that they're all intact. They don't have that superstar guy. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's a superstar. I mean, Butler, he's, yeah. a star. he's, he's, yeah, he's a star. He's a star. He's playing superstar basketball yeah. that way. Let me, let me rephrase it that way. Um, but to answer your question, Jay, I said all that to say this is, um, I just like watching this team, man. It's like their fight. There's competitiveness um, in this on both ends of the court. So um, if you tell me, no, do they have that championship caliber, that makeup roster? No, they don't. You know, they, you know, it's not that sexy roster like, you know, like the Warriors have or like the Nuggets have. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they don't have that or, or even like the Sixers or, or the, uh, the Celtics have. But they play well. They play well together. So with, with all that being said, Jay, if they continue to fight, I don't see anybody being more competitive than them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not better than them as a team. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm just a fan right now. And then I'm just, you know, each possession is uh, I'm just down here rooting like, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a little kid, man. Like a little <laughs> kid. You have no idea. I got my jerseys on. I got my, my gear on everything, man. So uh, go heat, man. Just go. Heat. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Okay. Well, Britt, what do you think? Who do you like in this series? Oh, wow. Um, this series is actually closer than what most people think. I'm a Sixers fan, so you know I'm not going to say the Knicks. What kind of Sixers fan would I ever be to say the Knicks? <laughs> um, but if I take off my fan my fan hat, right, um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like the Knicks have the talent. They make stupid mistakes. We just said that earlier, especially with Julius Randle. Sometimes they just make boneheaded decisions although they have all the talent in the world from a Jalen Bronson, Julius Randle, Josh Hart. I love Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench. Um I just feel like they just Thompson and Thompson. Yeah they they right. have talent. Yeah. yeah. Right. They have a lot a of too. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they have laps in their defensive schemes. Um and then offensively they'll just make crazy turnovers, not necessarily from Jalen Brunson, but a lot of times from a Julius Randle not going well with R.J. Barrett. and I don't know. I think if Jimmy comes back, he's healthy. I could see the Heat going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I I, I can. I still think it's going to be tight, but I'm going to go for the Heat in like six, in maybe six games. Yeah, I think the Heat. I think the Heat are going to get out of this series for sure. I, I, I just think the Knicks have a lot of Bs, like a lot of good B players. They don't really have an A that can carry you when you need when you need it to happen. So I, I like the Heat in this one. <coughs> K Walk, you ever been to the Garden? Have you been to a Knicks game in the Garden or no? 
No, I refuse to go, Jay. I refuse to go. <laughs> like, like Brit, like Brit. I'm not a, I'm not a Knicks guy, I, and I can't yeah. put myself in there. Even though I want to go so bad to see the, you know, the, the, the Heat play against the Knicks, I'd rather go. I've been to Barclays, so I'd rather see Barclay. I'd rather see the Nets against the Heat than, than the Knicks. I can't, yeah. I can't put myself in there. Man. I don't know why, what, what it is, but I can't. You'll have more Heat fan in that stadium, at least. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. The garden was rocking though on Sunday. That's yeah. why I asked you because yeah. it looks like yeah. a fun atmosphere to be in. It, it was definitely rocking. All right. Um, okay, Walkman, I'm gonna shift it over to you for this new segment. Hold one. All right. Time out. How we get to every game this playoff series now? <laughs> one. Time. We, we don't have time to talk about the series. <laughs> we ran out of time. We gotta, we gotta stay on schedule. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Y'all just hoping they get out quick so we don't have to talk about them. We got to stay on schedule. Six or, six or uh, seven things. We'll, we'll have to – we'll talk about that one next time, ladies and gentlemen. I got the Let's six go to K-Walk's six, one ticket six. segment because this, uh, this is what we got to get in. K-Walk, take it away. All right. All right, Brett. I'll start with you on this was one ticket. I got four right. events. You get one ticket. Okay. These are last week or last, uh, last show, I should say. Uh, they were kind of like made up, but these are actual events that took place. So, um, Britt, I'll start with you. And we got one. We got Tiger Woods when he won the uh, 1997 Masters, 21 years old, youngest mm -hmm. to ever win one, hugged his dad afterwards. Mm -hmm. Number two, we got Serena Williams, who won her first Grand Slam at the age of 17 mm -hmm. in 1999. Number three, we got the 1972 Miami Dolphins Super Bowl win over the Redskins at that time. To complete the perfect season, number four, we got the uh, the uh, North Carolina State uh, Wolfpack, that Cinderella team that beat Houston, Fly Slamma Jamma, in 1983. Got one ticket, one of those events. We're using that oh, ticket for man. that's tough. And that's tough. Oh my! <laughs> and they're all historical. Oh, oh! You said the Michigan Wolverines. No, right. no, the Wolfpack mm -hmm. of uh, North, North oh, Carolina Wolf, State the Wolf Wolfpack. Pack. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. I'm sorry. Wolf Britt Pack, wasn't Wolf born Pack. for that one, so she might I, not. Yeah. Be too I, familiar. I'm familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I seen. I seen the film, and I seen Jim uh, Valvano <laughs> looking for someone to <laughs> hug. Yeah. Uh, um, and you got the undefeated Dolphin season to win the Super Bowl. Historical. Then you got Tiger. And you guys, oh my gosh. Um, oh my goodness. I don't have that much time, right? You know what? I'm going, I'm going different. I'm gonna go with I'm torn between two of them. Okay. And I'll tell you which two. Tiger Woods and Serena Woods. And Serena, yeah, okay. That's my those two are the two well. I'm torn between. <clears throat> uh historical. I felt like it brought more black people to these sports because we really wasn't paying attention. I mean, well, tennis was a little different, but we wasn't paying attention at all to golf until Tiger right. went in and then he won. And I don't, did her sister win before? Did Venus win, be, win before Serena? No, Serena won first. No, Serena won first, first, yeah. The first, she was the, yeah, she was the youngest. Of, yeah, she was the youngest okay. to win. And then first Venus. Black, first, black, uh, yeah, first black tennis player to win, too. That's what makes it harder. If Venus would have mm -hmm. won first, and I would have said Tiger. <laughs> um, crap. I'm all about women. Ugh, it's so hard, but I want to knock Tiger. I'm going to go with 
I'm going to go with Tiger first. Okay. Uh, only because we were not paying attention to the game of golf until Tiger came in and okay. won. And this was prior to all that nonsense that went on years later. And he just made a difference maker. Now I have friends like, I'm going to go play golf. <laughs> you know, my I have people <laughs> I know that's older, like, I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to the golf course. I'm going to go play golf. I know these two young kids, they're uh, twins. Actually, maybe we should get them on the show one day. They're like big time in, out in PA. Um, soon okay. to be professional golf players. I know some of their idols is Tiger Woods. Uh, one of their idols is Tiger Woods as well. So I'm not, I, honestly, I'm probably about 55%, 50 50 on this. So I'm going to go with Tiger because we were not yet uh, accomplishing so much in that sport. But okay. not yet in tennis, right? You know what? Can Shout I be out. both? Nah, one ticket. No. It's called one ticket. It's ticket. It it one ticket. ticket. Nah. <laughs> becomes it, 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 it becomes void after you rip it. It comes void. It's void. It's voided. <laughs> All right, forget what I said. I'm going with Serena. I gotta go with my girl Serena. Okay. I just think it was okay. more exciting. I'm glad it's... I can make it tough for you. Oh my gosh, yeah, this one was tough. This one was tough. Right. I'm going with Serena all the way with this one. All right. Jay, what's all right. Um, I think for me, K Walk, man, these are all good. I I, re I, I remember the NC State thing. I remember mm -hmm. watching it as a kid. I mean, like it was yesterday. I obviously remember Tiger and Serena as well. Um, I was I, I think I gotta go Tiger here, man. I, I gotta okay. go Tiger. I, I love okay. Serena, everything that she did, but <laughs> like you said, Britt, I, I I didn't know anything about golf, par, birdie, eagle, I didn't, the scoring, I didn't, minus two. I didn't know anything about golf until Tiger started playing. So I think to be there and to watch him win the first Masters, man, that 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 would have been a crazy experience. So I, I got to go Tiger. I got to go Tiger. Can't yeah, work. I want yeah, I decided to I go agree. with Serena because I figured y'all was gonna one of you was gonna go tired. So I was like, all right, we at least get to one of each. And she was yeah, only seventeen. Seventeen, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. seventeen. Yeah, just for the record, I would have went Tiger here um, as well, Jay. Uh, for everything you guys mentioned, because it's Tiger, black golf player. I mean, golfer. Right. So yeah, it's a definitely go out there. So, but I'll turn it back over to you, Jay. All right, good stuff. Let's go to our rants, man. Every week we want to do a rant. Uh, you get one minute, just to, whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart, you get, get one minute to talk about it. Now, we, we've been a little bit flexible with the timer the last few weeks. Today we're going to keep it to that one-minute rant. I'm going to watch the clock. We're cutting you off at one minute this week, guys, so you better you better have your rant tight. Um, let me see here. Okay, Walk, I'm gonna start with you, man. Get, bring right. it, bring it to us. What you yeah, got it's not gonna be long. I'll probably I don't need the whole minute. Yeah, my 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 rant here, Jay. You 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 had it in the topics, and I'm glad we didn't touch on it, but it's about the uh the reseeding of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. I don't like they didn't do that. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me. I mean, regardless of the fact I'm a Heat fan and they're an AC, so they would have been on the road regardless. But I think that it, it would have been a better matchup, not a better matchup, but more entertaining matchup to see. I think the Sixers. And it would have been the Sixers and the Heat, correct? Yeah. Sixers. They, had they, 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 they did the yep. reseeding. Yep. So, you know, it, it would have made great, oh. it would have made a great show. I, yeah, wouldn't it? Because the, the Sixers, meaning that like if they reseeded, the reseeded, they're the three seed, right? So yeah, three the, seed, Celtics are, the Celtics are the second seed. So they would have played 
they would have no 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 you're right they would have played the, the Celtics would have played Celtics. the uh they played the Heat and the right. Sixers would have played the Knicks and that yeah. would have made more that that would have been a better more entertaining see, uh a series for me so with that being yeah. said um reseeding with the, uh, the NBA let's go back to the old school and, and get it to get that thing done all right nice okay well that was exactly one minute too man so you hit it you hit it right on the spot and i interrupted so good job (laughs) i'm gonna go next because mine's gonna be pretty quick here i got a rant about and i I know there's nothing they can do about it because these games are on the west coast but i'm gonna rant about it anyway these late start times of these nba games i want to watch these games (laughs) Starting at 10 15, 10 20, 10 30. I, I'm only getting the I, like I'm watching the first half, then I'm going to bed. So right. I, I look, can we just bump it up to nine o'clock? Can we just have a nine o'clock start? Then then I could maybe watch the whole game. So I get it. I understand people on the West Coast, it's early for them. But can we just bump up these start times just a little bit in the NBA so I can watch the whole game during the week? Um so that's mine, Britt. What you got I for us? You got they something good? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, mine. Um, I have to come at a Philly reporter, Ruben Frank, um, about questioning Jalen Carter on the night of his life. He just got drafted, and the first thing that comes out your mouth is talking about the accident that occurred months ago. Understand. Then you're going to talk about, oh, I don't think he took accountability. It's a Zoom call number one, and I'm pretty sure he cannot talk much about it. It's still under investigation. Although they figured out everything with Jalen Carter, everything else is still under under investigation. And I need for us to have more sympathy for not just this young man, but uh, the the two uh, people who passed away, their families. They, they were his friends. They were his, his friends, guys. I understand they were young. They did something dumb. It turned into something tragic and unfortunate. Yep. But let's have some sympathy, empathy for these guys. Like, what are we doing? They're young. We were all young and dumb at one point in time. It's just unfortunate it's turned into a tragic situation with two of his close friends. Let's care about them, gather around them, and help lift them up, not knock them down. That was crazy. Ruben Frank. You need to watch yourself. And I'm glad, real quick, because I'm probably past my minute. Howie Roseman, check the mess out of him. And I love that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Very, yeah. Well said, Britt. That, that, that was good. You're right. I mean, young, dumb, made a mistake. Unfortunate, it turned into something tragic. Because yeah, like, right. like I've told you guys before, like we, I'm sure we've all have yeah. driven too fast <laughs> at right. times, especially right. when we were young. And you're just, you're just lucky really that nothing unfortunate happened. So right. look, man, I, I, you know, hopefully, you know, he can be on the straight and narrow from, from this point out and, and ends up being as good as everybody thinks he can be, but good stuff there, Britt. All right, let's go to our who's balling segment. Then we're going to get out of here every week. We want to shout out a team player or coach who's just getting it done. Who's playing great ball. I'm going to start because I hope nobody steals my guy. I've been talking about him all night. Steph Curry dropped 50 (laughs) on the King's head in game seven. Unbelievable performance. Put the team on his back. Carried him into the next round of the playoffs. It was like a top 10 all-time NBA performance. So Steph Curry, absolutely ball. He tried it. But I give you that. I give you that. Who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, he was he was one of my picks there. Yeah, but I figured as much you got one of you guys would take it. But I'm going with my man Jimmy Butler, man. Jimmy Butler. Um just uh, everything that he did um 
in that uh, that first series against the Bucks, you know, putting up the 56, following up by the 45, and then uh, what he did in the um, in the first game against the Knicks. Um, uh, he just, just is willing this team uh, for sure, carrying him on the back to knock off the number one seed four one, not seven games, but four one, winning on 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 the the other team's court twice um, in yeah. that hostile environment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy buckets has been absolutely balling. Good stuff, good stuff. Britt, who you got? I guess we all kind of homers today, right? I was torn between <laughs> two. Um, but I got to go, what the heck happened last night? Because nobody gave the Sixers a chance. Not one person except for me, I guess. Uh, but I got to go with the beard. James Harden dropped 40, 45 points and six assists, six assists with a 119-115 victory over the Celtics. The Sixers went over the Celtics. Man, oh man, the old school James Harden return to the court. But like he said, I never left. I'm just on a different team with a different type of role. But if they need me to do that, I still got it. And I love the fact he went to this team and said, it's only one game. We got more work to do. James Harden was balling. Yeah, he absolutely was. Just tell him not to wear that outfit anymore, because that oh, no, was that ridiculous. outfit was terrocious. <laughs> that thing was terrible. I'm like, we bringing hippie style back. I don't know what the heck that was. Uh, he that was only really looked like Cookie Monster or Grimace, one, one of those characters <laughs> off of Sesame Street. I don't know. It, I agree. Yeah, it was, was bad. bad. That was bad. All right, Britt, uh, let the people know where they can find you, and uh, if there's anything you're looking forward to this week. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Brittany Monique. It's in the corner of my screen in case you don't know how to spell my name. Um, also, it's playoff time. It is playoff time, and draft weekend is over. I'm excited. That was another one of my bones was my Eagles. I didn't say it, though. Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to, playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Nothing but NBA for me. Maybe the XFL championship. I think that's coming up this weekend as well. So I might check out a little bit of that. But um, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. K-Walk, what you got? Yeah, um, yeah, I can't get into that XFL, man. I tried, bro. I tried. I don't know how you do that, man. I'm not that thirsty yet for football, so <laughs> maybe that's why. But uh, you can catch me on uh, Instagram, uh, Kevin.Walker142, uh, Twitter at KevinWalker142, and Facebook, Kevin Walker. Tomorrow night on I Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, um, you can catch myself, Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott. 7 p.m. Check us out. I'll have my uh, my link for the show uh, on on those uh, on those pages I just mentioned. So uh, so check that out. Um, very entertaining uh, uh, show uh, for sure, in, in my opinion. Um, what I'm looking forward to is playoffs. Uh, the remaining of the playoffs. See if these the Heat can get it done. Uh, can't wait to check this game out tonight. Hopefully, I can make the whole game. If not, you know, I'll probably catch the fourth quarter on my way to the bathroom after I wake up. Um, but um, <laughs> but um, other than that, man, I was looking forward to that, man. I'm, I'm old, Jay. I'm old, man. You hey, know I'm man. right there with you, brother. Hey, I got a quick shout-out before we end this show. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. I know it's been around for the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA team. That facility is the first of its kind in WNBA, and it is awesome. If you guys didn't see the photos, please go check that out. They have an Instagram uh, page, Las Vegas Aces. And WNBA is coming up for their players. Yeah, I'll check that out. I saw some clips of them on TikTok. Yeah, I hadn't seen the facility yet, so I'll definitely check that out. 
for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please hit that subscribe button, share it, like it. Um, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also on Spotify. And uh, we'll be back next week, 7 o'clock live right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. Let's go Sixers, please. <laughs> You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. <laughs>